This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. A couple minutes late, YouTube were giving me a hassle getting started, uh, but we got it started, so here we go. And this is, of course, your daily financial news. This is a live show based on 90 minutes or so of reading and taking notes, and of course, for me, enjoying cups of coffee. If you like getting your financial news in a little bit of chunks, do me a favor, hit subscribe, like, all of those good things, recommend it to your friends. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, as we're starting up the day, we're, of course, going to have our first multimillionaire expert starting at 8. Uh, we always start off hot with Mr. Greg Dickerson. Uh, we had some great discussions over the weekend. Of course, talked about my goals, talked about the community that you and I are building with one rental at a time. Thank you for all of that. Positive impact score. You can find that in my goals video from yesterday. And, of course, in the last... I guess three days, uh, we've talked to three different students about the impact that one rental at a time has had. And I got to tell you, those conversations, uh, the emails that some of you have sent me answering those questions have been, I don't know, they put a huge smile on my face because it means what I hoped was happening with this channel is happening, right? It's, it's, this is kind of one way. Uh, but to see the reciprocation, to see what all of you are doing with this focused daily execution, conservative, you know, let's change our financial future. It is, uh, it's pretty awesome. So good morning, welcome, thank you for watching. Uh, we we have over a thousand daily viewers of this daily financial news. So let's get into it. First and foremost, we're going to be watching the ten-year pretty closely this week. We'll probably talk about it a couple of different times. Uh, certainly on Wednesday. Uh, again, to this morning down a little bit. It is, it's going to kind of lead the market by the nose, certainly the NASDAQ. If the, if the 10-year spikes, you're going to see the great, the, the rotation continue. If it falls, we shall see. Uh, there is a Fed meeting. This is going to be market moving. And again, I think I've been predicting for the last 10 days or so, that the Fed may be forced to announce Operation Twist for the third time. That's essentially where they become the buyer of the long end and the seller of the short end, thus lowering rates because the Fed don't have to make a profit, right? So uh, we could see them buy the long end and squeeze people out and thus drive interest rate down. How long can they do it? How long will they have the stomach for it? I think they're going to do it for the year. I, I really do. I think they're going to do everything they can to keep rates low for 2021. Not sure if they have the stomach to do it in 2022, but you know that's that's next year's problem. Don't know if you know this, but uh, if you're in the U.S. watching this, Toys R Us was a huge store of my I don't know my childhood. Right there was one relatively walking distance to my house. It was a couple of miles, but I remember walking there a few times to kind of look at the toys because we couldn't really afford a lot of them. Uh, but it is um, it's coming back. Apparently, it's been uh, it's been bought by someone else, a different company, and they do plan to open stores in the U.S. 
what I didn't realize is that Toys R Us, even as of today, has 700 stores open. I thought they were gone, right? I thought Amazon killed them. But they have 700 stores outside of the U.S. I did not know that. It's a combination of Toys R Us and Baby R Us, but I had no idea. I thought they were all gone. Uh, it looks like inside the stimulus bill that was just passed, not only is there $1,400, not only is there extended unemployment, uh, but they've also essentially waived taxes on unemployment benefits. The first $20,000 for married couples. I'm sure there are income thresholds as they are throughout the stimulus. Uh, but basically, they are trying to remove the surprise taxes on unemployment insurance. And yes, uh, I remember one time as a child, uh, I think it was my mother specifically being caught off guard uh, that we had to pay taxes on my father's unemployment insurance when we just, it was like getting kicked in the groin, as I remember the expression in my mom's face. Not good, yes, but looks like they've they've tackled that at least for the first twenty grand. You're not going to get hit with a surprise tax bill, so that's nice. That's nice. I always wondered why unemployment is taxed, anyways. But anyway, what do I know? Uh, a couple of things that are interesting is people are starting to talk about how California and our governor had one way of handling the pandemic, and Florida and their governor had a completely opposite kind of uh, reciprocation or handling of the pandemic. Uh, they are obviously talking about the health consequences, which are slightly better in California than Florida, uh, but there's economic, unemployment, tax revenues, all of these things, which are drastically better in Florida. Uh, so it looks like the New York Times, of all things, have taken that on. Uh, you know, there's always, there was always very clear that the states were handling differently. 12 months after the first kind of hard lockdown in California. I think it's realistic to look at the outcome and see what happened. Uh, and I think that's a worthwhile endeavor. Uh, it really will come down on how you were impacted, right? If you lost someone or you had someone go through a significant health consequence, you're probably feeling one way. Uh, if you were left unscathed by that aspect but lost a job, small business closures, kids uh, being you know, taught at school or at home for a year, you probably have a different answer. Uh, but I do think it's, it's, it's worthwhile looking at the macro level because they are drastically different changes. And I think they will be drastically different long-term impacts. It's the kind of things that economists should look at, frankly, and, and see what the right answer was. And again, in hindsight, I don't know if there is one right answer, but it's a worthwhile endeavor. Looks like Tesla's, uh, once again, I don't know if I want to call it being unusual, being a thought leader, or being weird. It's kind of one of those three. Looks like they are naming Elon Musk no longer the CEO. He is now the Techno King. Really? Techno King? We're going to call him a king? Really? And then their CFO, Chief Financial Officer, out with that title. He's now the master of coin. Really? So again, don't know if this is thought leadership. Could be. Don't know if this is just unusual or weird. But I'd have a hard time looking at a business card and saying king. Techno king, master of coin. Really? That's what we're doing now? But anyways. Looks like Blackstone is stepping into... Uh, grow its portfolio. 
Blackstone is actually a huge owner of real estate and um, they are strong buyers of distressed assets. So they just bought Extended Stay America for $6 billion, $6 billion. Uh, that gets them in 650 hotels. It's going to be interesting to see what Blackstone does. My suspicion is they're going to go through that portfolio of 650. They are going to sell some, right? The best of the best. They are going to recruit, recoup probably half of the $6 billion. Then they're going to take the other, call it 400, 450. Uh, they are going to maybe convert a hundred of them into maybe affordable housing, maybe spin off another company. And then they're just going to take the other 300 and merge them into another part of the portfolio. But what this tells me is we are close to the bottom and coming out. You know, Blackstone has deep pockets, so they don't actually have to call the bottom, but it certainly tells you they think they're near and uh, we're coming out of this. So again, it's another sign that this year and next year, I think are going to be better than the previous. And again, I think it gets better quarter after quarter. Janet Yellen's out talking again. That labor economist, man, she's going to spend, spend, spend. That makes me nervous. It really does. It really makes me nervous how much she just wants to spend. And I think she's going to be so myopically focused on the unemployment rate. Not that it's not unimportant, but there are ramifications if you are single metric focused. And uh, one of those could be really, really hurting the dollar, causing inflation. It's just going to be, I think it's going to be scary. And she actually came out now that the stimulus bill is passed. And she said, you know what? Prices are going to go up because of the stimulus. Thank you very much, Janet. Where was that before? But she does come back and say it won't last. Really? You sure? We shall see. Next big money spend, I told you this was coming, was infrastructure. They're going, to, they're going to have it be infrastructure, education, training, and climate control. Goldman Sachs calls it $2 trillion. J.P. Morgan called it $2.3. I'm on record as $4 trillion. They're going to want to come to this once. They're going to go for $4 trillion. They're going to sell it however they think the American people can accept it. And uh, it is going to be expensive. They're, gonna, they're going to kind of frame this as the rich are paying their fair share, just so you know how it's going to come. They're going to say, here's a $4 trillion bill, but we're raising taxes on Jeff Bezos and Amazon. That's how they're going to spend it. You and I both know that Jeff Bezos and Amazon are going to do everything they can to keep that marginal tax rate low. Who do you bet on in that scenario, the U.S. government or Amazon and Jeff Bezos? I know who I pick. So we're going to be left with a pretty significant bill coming out of this. Talked about over the weekend when we talked about the week ahead, China retail sales was kind of the market mover this morning. Well, I don't know what to tell you. The, re the consumers in China, again, you can argue how good these numbers are, but they are, they are an indicator. Uh, they were up, where are they? 33.8%. Uh, 33.8%. That's huge. Now, obviously, this is a year-on-year -year metric. And remember, China was locked down first. So let's realize a 33.8% increase, while impressive on paper, is off an extremely low base. They were essentially locked down. 
last January and February, right? They were before us. But the industrial production was also up 35%. Again, same reason. This is what I think we get to look forward to, right? When we have our comparisons on tough months, which for us really is April. April was the first month of true kind of what the hell are we doing? We're locking down. So expect our retail sales numbers to be up when April is compared, maybe March as well. Also because we have stimulus coming now. So again, it's going to be like gasoline on a fire. It's, it's going to be a really good comparison. But yeah, it is going to be interesting. It is, 2021 is going to be a race between the U.S. and China in far as what is the GDP growth of their economies. The U.S. has a real chance and you couldn't say this for decades, I think since the 80s, that U.S. could could print a GDP growth number that's more than China. I don't know if it's likely, but just to be in the conversation is going to be impressive. Some people are calling for the U.S. to be up 7 to 7.3%. I'm calling 7.5%, so I'm a little on the high side of that. Uh, It looks like China leadership is calling for a growth rate of 6%. Most people are saying they're being conservative and you'll see something in the eights. But either way, the U.S. economy on par or on pace or within the realm of GDP growth in China is, is going to be something we talk about at the end of 2021. And then lastly, do you know, as of this morning, what the most valuable private company is? Here's a hint. SpaceX is now number two. Up until this weekend, they were number one. Uh, Instacart is number three. So do you know what the number one private company is, a company valuation is as of this morning? What do you think? Turns out it is Stripe. Stripe just raised $600 million at a $95 billion valuation. Uh, That is quite the increase from last April. Yes, April, 10 months ago, they were valued at $36 billion. So as of this morning, Stripe is the most valuable private company at $95 billion, followed by SpaceX and then Instacart. Thank you very much for your time this morning. This is your daily financial news. It's a great day to make some money and be a little bit better than yesterday. Take care of yourself. Bye.